Welcome to Kino Society. With Owen Shapiro. In today's episode, we have Matt Villa, a film editor whose commitment to the filming process has proved him the opportunity to collaborate on some of the finest international film productions. Matt won both the Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Award and the Film Critics Circle of Australia Award for Best Editing on his work on Baz Luhrmann's big screen adaptation of the classic The Great Gatsby. Welcome to Kino Society, Matt. Would you mind telling us a bit about your background and what attracted you to do editing above other industry jobs? I think uh, as, a, as a child who grew up in the 70s and 80s, uh, I know it's a huge cliche to say that uh, Star Wars was a big uh, influence in me getting into, the, into storytelling. I think um, I was always interested in, I always loved films, uh, but uh, Star Wars was the thing, as you know, so many people before me have said, uh, that um, you know, it, the, the, the bringing together of, of picture and music and sound in such an extraordinary way really just, blew my mind as a as a young as a young sort of seven-year-old or eight-year-old or whatever um and um and uh i just just loved it and from that point you know i skipped over the whole wanting to be an astronaut and wanting to be a fireman stage and i just always wanted to be in film um because i've always loved storytelling i've always been a passionate creative writer um and I just was really attracted to the, to the visual medium of, of, uh, of film. As far as, as far as what got me into editing specifically, I just, you know, I always had a dream to be a director, a writer and director, which, uh, you know, that hasn't happened yet. Editing was always felt to be that, that the closest thing to, to having that control over the storytelling process where you, you took all the elements and, uh, and put them together in a, in a, in a, a narrative which was always what I was really the most interested in. And, and while I harbour dreams that one day the, uh, the directing chair might be filled by, uh, filled by me, um, uh, right now editing is, is uh, yeah, that's, that's what I love the most. When I, when I first went to um, the film school that I went to here in Australia, we, the first part of the course was, was sampling, doing a, a little sample of sound or cinematography or editing we had to try them all uh, and I really loved them all but uh, you know as I say um, cinematography uh, is a very specialized thing and sound is a very specialized thing whereas editing it feels like you're taking all of those elements and uh, and you get to kind of you know weave the story together and that was what I was most interested in so that's 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 how the direction I went. So what skills in particular are needed to be an editor? Probably the first thing that's the, the most important is a sense of rhythm and by editing there's there's, a, there's very much a musicality to editing uh that that musicality obviously changes because you um you know depending on what sort of film you're working on or what sort of scene you're working on uh that the rhythm changes but but you, there's there's a there's a real need to be aware of what's propelling the scene forward uh if it's an emotional scene obviously it's you know it's um it's not as as fast paced but you really need to to know where the emotion is and uh and and what what gives you that emotion be, be it you know you, you might be on you might be holding on a shot of the person talking but just as importantly it's holding on a shot of the person listening and seeing what their reaction is and so on in a similar sense if it's an action scene obviously things get a little pacier but uh you, you're, you're always having to sort of grapple with that sense of of keeping the keeping the audience engaged uh without 
overwhelming them, but also without boring them. And um, and I think, you know, you can you can have courses and you can have books and so on, but there is a certain sense of that that just is within within the person that uh, that sense of rhythm, that sense of timing. I think is is uh, is what helps sort of uh, construct a story. The other the other big thing about being an editor, which is you know kind of unfortunate, I suppose, but it really is uh, a lot about um, the, uh, the 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 political handling of um, there's a lot of always a lot of big big egos in a cutting room with producers and directors and so on. Not necessarily bad egos, just just you know big egos. Um, and a lot of the editor's job is is um, is arbitrating you know opinions and uh, and taking the best of the best of everyone's opinions and and applying them. So I'd say. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I use the word unfortunate. It's not unfortunate. It's just a part of the job where uh, it's probably you know seventy percent talent and thirty percent political mouseness as to how to sort of hand, handle the handle the the, the various the various characters that, that make their way into a cutting room. So, what's your favorite thing about being an editor? Very much so. Uh, <laughs> there's a thing that happens when you're cutting a film. Um, the, probably, probably my, if I can start with my least favourite part, is the initial assembly when you've got a load of footage that's just coming through the door from from the shoot, and you, it's just that initial slog of of putting together that first run. It's similar to writing a first draft of a story, or even even when you sit down to write an email. You know, there's that kind of putting. Not, there's nothing more scary than being faced with a blank page. Um, and similarly, there's nothing more scary than being faced with a blank screen, I guess, uh, a blank timeline. But um, but once that slog is done and you've got everything kind of uh, down, that's when the that's when the fun begins because you can go through and really start honing and refining the the um, the performances. And that's my that's the most fun part is 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 really exploring the performance of a character or an actor or a, a, a scene or whatever it may be. And just honing it down until you you you're really confident that you've you're telling the story in the best possible way. And the the other thing that I love is um, when you've got an editorial problem um, that you can't solve, and and I call it my aha moment. And it happens. There's lots of films where it happens where you you know you're trying to solve a particular problem or or convey a particular piece of storytelling. And it just eludes you, uh, but then you know it'll just come to you, and you'll realise that the, the, there's a perfect pair of shots that click together, or a perfect sequence of shots that sort of go together, and that's when you really go, "Aha! That's how I do it." And that's what I um, that's what I love. That's what I cherish, and that, that always happens. Uh, there's always a difficult scene, and there's generally speaking a way around it, and you just got to sort of sit and sit and explore it and. And as long as you have the time to do so, um, you know, the, the, the right solution may not necessarily be the, well, it definitely would never be the only solution, but, um, but the, uh, hopefully the, the right solution will, will come to you. And that's what I love. I love those. I love those. Basically, I just love the, the conveying of the best story that you possibly can tell. So you already mentioned the um, Star Wars movies a while back. But do you have any favourite movie in particular? Oh, Owen, there's so many. Um, I would probably say I my problem I go to if I can say a couple, I'll say that Back to the Future to me is is almost the perfect film. 
uh, it's the perfect combination of of performance and uh, action and storytelling, uh, a pace and heart. And I just I think it's just a yeah it's 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 very very close to being a perfect film. I would have to say that I love uh, and there's I mean, there's so many, but um, I love Stand the film Stand by Me um, because I think that uh, I, th- I think the one of the keys to having a favourite film is something that really speaks to you personally. And, um, and the film, the Rob Reiner film, Stand By Me, really the, the heart of that really speaks to me and, and some of my experiences growing up, even though even though it was an American film and I'm an Australian, but there was this, you know, some of those sort of childhood angst and childhood sort of um, concerns and, and friendships and stuff are, are pretty universal. And I really love that film. Another film that springs to mind is as I mentioned to you before, the Shawshank Redemption. Um, that's a that's a, 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 a film that really strikes me as as how you can be very very um, considered and not necessarily fast paced in your storytelling or editing, um, but really uh, just strike an extraordinary balance of of um, of um, emotion and, and engagement in a film. Um, but they're they're just three. I mean, there's so many, but yeah, they're, they're the ones that I. They're the ones that spring to mind right now. So you're a fan of um, Stephen King? Big fan of Stephen King, yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Stephen King. Actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Two, two Stephen King films right there. Yeah, very much so. So what does a movie need for you to say, yeah, what a good job of editing? Funnily enough, I would have to say that if you can't see the editing, you consider that a great job at editing. And by that, I mean, if you feel... If you feel emotionally fulfilled without feeling you like you've been sort of pushed in a certain direction, or in in the case of say like an action film, an action film, if you feel geographically grounded, you know, so many a lot of a lot of the a lot of the sins of a lot of editors these days is a, a good editing means fast editing, and that's just not true. And you know, I think of any number, and I'm not, I'm not dissing on Marvel, Marvel films, or any of those sort of, you know, um, Transformers films or anything like that. But a lot of those films fall into the trap of they cut so fast and so busily that you've got no idea where you are geographically, and you can that sort of can sometimes take you out of the movie and and uh, and confuse you. I think if you walk away from a film ha- having felt that you knew exactly what you were doing, where, sorry, where you were and what you were feeling and what you needed to feel without being pushed in any of those directions, I think that's a, that's a great thing. And, and so that's, that's why my answer probably is if you can't notice the editing, that's, that's the sign of a well-cut film um, because it means that you've been completely immersed in the story and, and you've, been, you've been obviously taken for the ride by the editor and the director and the filmmakers um, but not felt that you've been you've been sort of uh, left sort of wanting for more or felt confused or jarred as to how you're meant to, meant to feel. Yeah, I absolutely agree about modern blockbusters or like superhero movies. So it's, uh, one of my biggest gripes with them is just how fast they go and it, it's annoying. It's very annoying. Are there any editors that you admire or follow? Again, so many. But, uh, I've got a lot of close friends that are that are uh, wonderful editors. But probably the there's those people that, are, that spring to mind like that who formed collaborations with directors like uh, Robert Zemeckis often used. He, he's retired now, but he often used um, Arthur Schmidt as a uh, as his editor. 
uh, for all of those films that I love so much, you know, um, Back to the Future and Roger Rabbit and Forrest Gump and Castaway and so on. They had a great collaboration. Um, obviously, the uh, Steven Spielberg, Michael Kahn collaboration um, is, is a wonderful one. Uh, there's a, a very, uh, there's a wonderful editor who I also consider to be a dear friend is um, Paul Hirsch. Um, he cut, um, he actually cut Star Wars, one of the editors on Star Wars. He also cut Ferris Bueller's Day Off and um, some of those great films of the 80s and the, for the first um, Mission Impossible film. He's a, he's a wonderful editor. There's so many, there's, there's lots of Australian editors. Um, Jill Bilcock is, a, um, is a, who I know personally is a great editor as well. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a few, but they're, they're just to name some of them. What about directors? Do you have any favourite ones of those? I will probably uh, definitely have to say uh, Spielberg <laughs> and Robert Zemeckis again. I feel like a broken record, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I really like Rob Reiner as a director. Uh, Christopher Nolan, obviously. You know, Baz Luhrmann. I mean, I've worked with Baz Luhrmann a number of times and I think apart from getting on very well with him and working well together with him, I think he's one of the few guys that, um, not not rare by any means, but one of the few real auteurs that sort of have his a distinct style and a very recognisable style. And um, and I think that's a, that's, a, that's a good thing. You know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to have a director that's got a distinguishable style, but it's, it's nice when, they, when they're there. George Miller's another one. Uh, you know, who have that kind of that sort of unique vision, I guess. Is there a project that you would consider your best work? There's probably a few for different reasons, but I, I think, I, 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 and, I, and I've loved every job I've ever done. There's, there's very few times where I've walked away from a job not having had a great time with both the people or the, or the, or the project. But I think that one of the film, one of the films that I'm most proud of, I think, is a film that you may or may not have seen called Predestination. It was a Speary Brothers movie um, with Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook in it, um, and it's a, it's a time travel film. And I think what I'm the most proud of with that film is it was a it was a wonderfully written script by the Speary Brothers. But there were some challenges in the cutting room uh, just with its with the nature of the film. And if you haven't seen it and you're going to see it, I won't give it too much away because it's it's got a massive massive spoiler at the very end of it, which is um, <laughs> which would give it too much away, but. Uh, it involves time travel, and it was very, it was quite a challenge because there was uh, there was parts of the story that needed to give away enough so the audience weren't confused. Uh, that you needed to hold back enough so that they weren't ever ahead of the game, uh, and that was quite a challenge. And I know that's not a rare, you know, several films, you know, would face that, but that was the one that I've worked on that they really needed that kind of correct balance to to make it work, and um, and I feel really proud. Um, of that, uh, of, of the way that came out. Yeah, and another film that I'm. There's a couple of others. Oh, the Great Gatsby. I'm quite proud of, just because it was such a big job, and uh, to have sort of wrangle all that into a into a manageable film. I think it was um, was uh, was a challenge, which I really enjoyed. Order Divina, which was directed by uh, Russell Crowe. Uh, you know, some some directors are particularly collaborative and and let you do what you do best. And Russell was a very very uh, wonderful collaborator, um, but very generous collaborator. So he was very, um, he was very sort of, uh, even though he definitely, it was all his vision, he very much handed over to, uh, so, and allowed me to, to sort of uh, make a lot of creative choices, which I'm really proud of. So yeah, there's a, there's a few. I mean, a bit of, yeah, I'm proud of every film, but so there's just a couple of sort of highlights, I guess. Do you ever go to the set of a movie you edit? Uh, yeah, quite often. Generally speaking, um, you're nearby when they're shooting. So you tend just to sort of visit set 
even if even if for no other reason to say hello but but often uh, to, to show the director some some rough assemblies of what he's shooting so that you, you may you may assemble a scene and realize that they need to get something further to shoot something further so you can go down and um, talk to them about that but yeah i really love the, the hustle and bustle of set uh, in fact the film i'm working on right now the baz's uh elvis movie uh, is being shot in another state to where I am and our borders are closed down here in Australia so I, I can't be up there. <laughs> um, I'm working remotely and I'm kind of missing it. I kind of miss being so new set and the, the hustle and bustle of the set. Do you have any future projects that are coming up? Uh, well I'll be involved in Elvis now, the Elvis biopic for um, for a while. Um, we're, we're just about at the end of shoot. We've got one more month of shoot to go. It'll be about a year in post-production so it's kind of filled the dance card for, for now. And then what, what, what lies beyond that, I'm not too sure. A while back, I asked you about what things you, uh, li you like to see in movies in terms of editing. But um, are there any movies in particular that made you think this is bad editing? Oh, yeah, wow. Um, I, well, I think probably, yeah, similar to what we both mentioned earlier, just, uh, that's just, it's just those films, and they're becoming more and more now, unfortunately, where... You know, I, I would have to sort of say the Transformers films, for, as an example, not, not to pick them out singularly, but as an example of, of things that you, I, you watch, those, or, or the recent Justice League film, where you just watch them and you, you kind of get to a point where it's, it's sensory overload. Editing is, a lot of editing is about finding ebbs and flows in stories. I think as we both kind of mentioned earlier, when talking about bad editing, and I don't want to be insulting to the people working on these shows, but I think things like Transformers or, you know, the last Justice League film as an example, where, where just the, uh, you watch them and you've just, you're exhausted. Like the, there's, a, there's a sensory overload that just happens. And the, 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 the trick with editing is, you know, it's all about ebbs and you've got to find ebbs and flows. You can't just sort of, be ramp ramp up the energy to 11 and leave it there because the audience gets tired and they get exhausted and they they've got no idea what's going on and and i think you know you leave a lot of these modern superhero films again not to pick on them but that they are sort of guilty of it where you it's just you've got no they have these fights in and you have no idea what's going on you don't know where you are geographically and and it's just too fast and You've got to you got to help the audience along, and um, feed the audience. But you do it's your responsibility to let them be able, given the tools to follow the story. And a lot of those films fail in that. To me, that you've got no idea where you are, or it's just so chaotic that it's just it's just exhausting. You tend to tune out after a while. So I think yeah, that to me is bad editing. Is um, when you you're not giving the audience the chance to to keep up. Yeah, a lot of times those movies just look like a mess of cgi everywhere yeah the third act of any <laughs> the third act of any of those superhero films is just two cgi blobs fighting each other generally and that's just, <laughs> just exhausting <laughs> so what advice would you give to an aspiring film editor i think probably it's it's a difficult one because these days back in the old days not to sound old <laughs> but back when i started it was it was a little easier to to ask an editor, can I come in and can I, you know, sit behind you and just watch and and watch what you do and and learn because you were you were sitting in front of a big film editing Steenbeck or a Chem, 
and there was you could sort of sit and watch and and, and engage but these days it's so closed in and, and you know it's all computer driven so there isn't that sort of it's, it's a little bit diff more difficult to find engagement with an editor if you're if you're just sitting in the room with them. That having been said, I think the best thing to do if you can is to is to cut stuff. It's so easy these days to shoot something on your phone or shoot something on your on your camera or whatever and and just sit and, and tinker away with it yourself. That will sort of get you involved on a personal level in sort of uh, practice, practicing the craft. And then on a professional level, you know, seek out films seek out um, editors and see if you can if you can get an internship with them it's very it's very difficult these days to immediately say can I come and be your assistant because that that's a skill set unto itself but if you can uh, get onto film as an attachment or as an intern or even or even contact an editor as a mentor just to sort of talk to them about how they got into the business and and it's, it's it's such a small world, even even on this international scale that that you and I are speaking on now. You know, even then, like there's lots of lots of editors and lots of assistant editors that I've met over the years who are in America, and uh, and so it's so it actually is quite a small world, the editorial film production uh, feature film world, and so it's you know if you ring someone up and make yourself known to them and and the, you know the, you you'll you'll remember those people and then like people will ring me and say do you know of any assistants or any interns and if if someone's rung me up I have their name and i can put them forward so so you know go out there and and uh and you know make yourself known and, and ring ring up people and and uh and see if you can find an internship with her on a film or whatever that's sort of the that's the best advice i can give and yeah unfortunately you know again there's a lot of great assistant editors out there who are who are looking at becoming editors. Um, so there's there's always someone sort of trying to move up. But if you can get yourself in the door, uh, then you'll you'll be part of that circle and, and you can move along with them. Definitely, if on a on a personal level, if you if you want to practice cutting, it's really easy to do these days. You can you can shoot whatever you want on so many different formats and cut them on your laptop. So um so yeah, practice. That's that's the best way to practice. Finally, where can my listeners find you and connect with you? I'm not a big Facebook user or a social media user, to be honest, but I do have a website on um, mattvilla.com. Yeah, just uh, they can see what I've done and contact me through there. It's mattvilla.com. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget you can subscribe to Kino Society on iTunes and Spotify.